Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Oxytocin. It is a powerful drug. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, where you hear stories that encourage you to give birth on your turf. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 69. Now, today's episode, I want you to listen in as we hear how Bess, a mother of three, experienced more and more oxytocin and bonding with each birth. From a medicated hospital birth to an unmedicated hospital birth where the baby was still whisked away quickly to an intimate birth center setting, it becomes quite clear that the less we intervene with physiological birth, the more room we give to oxytocin, that incredible love drug. This allows mothers the ability to connect deeply with their babies from the beginning, forming that unbreakable love bond. Now, before we jump into the interview, I do want to mention a few things. First of all, if you guys are not in the Happy Home Birth pop-up group on Facebook, you should go right now. It is incredible. Moms are opening up, sharing about their reasons for giving birth at home, why many of them are choosing to give birth at home now and just weeks ago were not. It is such a wonderful space for sharing. We're doing live videos every day, hearing from the members. It's fantastic. I I need not say more about it. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash happy home birth pop up. And there are no spaces or dashes in that just happy home birth pop up and join in on the fun. I also want to give a thank you to our listener of the week or reviewer of the week. And that is Kyle. Okay. So this is how it's spelled. Kyle. Ia. I. A-H-B-D-N-K-C. And Kylea, I-D-H-B-D-K-N-C, or whatever that was, says, A must listen. I loved listening to this podcast through my first pregnancy. I would listen while driving to and from work. Definitely by far my favorite birth story podcast. Happy to say I had a beautiful home birth thanks to the these lovely ladies' stories. Thank you so much, and I am so grateful to hear that this helped you. Please email me at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, and I will send you a Happy Home Birth podcast sticker. If you guys would take a screenshot really quickly of you listening to this podcast episode and upload it to your Instagram stories tagging Happy Home Birth Podcast and use the hashtag GiveBirthOnYourTurf, I will be sure to feature you in my stories as well. Just an update, Happy Home Birth Academy. I am still working tirelessly on it and I'm hoping that it's gonna be out in just another week or so. As soon as it's out, you guys will hear about it, especially if you are on my mailing list. So if you aren't on that yet, then make sure that you go to the website and you can subscribe that way. Okay, I think that is all of the housekeeping that needs to be done. So please remember that the opinions of my guest might not necessarily, if I can speak, might not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And neither one of us are medical professionals. So continue to see your doctor, your midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. Bess, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I am so excited to have you. If you wouldn't mind, would you just introduce yourself, your family to the listeners and just kind of tell us what you do every day? 
Yeah, so I'm Bess. I live in Colleen, Texas with my husband, Joseph. Um, we have three uh, children. Brenna, she is six. She'll be seven in April. Layton, she just turned four in December. And Arlen, who is six months. Oh, wonderful. That's pretty much and, it. <laughs> yeah, and so have you been in Texas for a long time? Well, we lived here a few years, uh, well, a while ago. Um, my husband's in the military, so we were here for three years, and then we got stationed in Korea for two, and then we came back here about two years ago. And you had a child during that time in Korea as well, right? Yes. Very yes, interesting. Did. I'm so excited to hear all of your stories. Well, so if you wouldn't mind, would you just kind of tell us what it was like, like when you found out you were pregnant for the first time, what was that whole story like? Yeah. So I, we found out we were pregnant about a month after my husband came home from his first deployment. So we were both really young and I kind of went into it with, um, just assuming that everything's going to go the way it's going to go. So I, my mom had six natural births, two in the hospital and four home births. So I was oh, very wow. familiar with like home birth and all that. So I would have loved that, but also being young, um, we just went with the hospital because it was being covered by insurance. Mm -hmm. So luckily I did have a friend who, um, was in the centering program at the hospital here at Fort Hood. And she told me about that. And that was run by a midwife with um, a group of women who are all due around the same time. So you just go to your appointment and you just sit around and talk about all things pregnancy and everything. So that was really nice. Yeah, that that is such a great concept. I, I love that I'm seeing that. I feel like I've been hearing that more and more often. I know that our local hospital their midwifery group does the same thing. They have those centering programs. So that was a great experience for you. Yeah, that was really great. And so uh, what was that practice like? Um, well, it was very simple. Like we, when I found out I was pregnant, I had to go in and see like, um, the OB for the first few weeks. And then around 16 weeks is when I think when, um, we got to start the whole centering program and go talk to the midwife and start the group and everything. Okay. So was your plan the whole time to be working with a midwife or to have the midwife, you know, be the one to catch your baby or? Yes. So Fort Hood, they have a really big, um, midwife OBGYN. So okay. if you're low risk, you can be with a midwife. Um, and then if you're high risk, you can see an OB as well as the um, midwife, if you wanted that for the centering program. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. So was the pregnancy, uh, did you enjoy the pregnancy or was it, were there any complications? Um, I did not enjoy pregnancy. Oh no. <laughs> um, I, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I started throwing up. Ugh. It was just like instantly. Um, so back then in 2012, they didn't really take it seriously. I did end up going into the hospital a few times because I couldn't keep anything down for weeks. And um, they were always like, well, you're not dehydrated. And they would give me Zolfran or um, Finnegan and pretty much send me on my way. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I was pretty miserable. Threw up the whole pregnancy. 
it wasn't too bad to where like I needed to be in the hospital and get IVs and stuff, but it was definitely challenging. It was enough to be <laughs> not great. Yes. <laughs> so I'm very sure didn't enjoy it. Oh, I hate that. That is, yeah. I mean, there is nothing fun about puking. There's just no. not. You can't, no, you not can't make all. that fun. No. no. And the Zolfran, it would, it, I don't want to say it helped, but it kind of just took the edge off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I would still throw throw up every day. Oh gosh. Continuously. Oh. So but I didn't I didn't lose I lost a little bit of weight in the beginning, but I just continued to gain weight and she just took everything she needed. So she was growing <laughs> fine. And then oh, that's good. And then around um the anatomy scan, so around 20 weeks, they found um that I had a low lying placenta. Mm. So um, when I went in for my, uh, appointment, my midwife was like, oh yeah, we have this little low lying placenta. I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and she's like, I don't want you to go home and Google it or be worried about it. We're just going to take, um, another ultrasound around 32 weeks and see if it moved up. She's like, I only want it to move up just even half a centimeter would be great. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> At 32 weeks, we went in and got the ultrasound and it had moved up and everything was fine. So mm, that was that's the only great. other thing. I was just reading. Um, and so in holistic midwifery, I'm actually like finishing up a, a last assignment or two for my midwifery program. And one of the things that the author was talking about was how if you find out that you have a low lying placenta, like in in the ultrasound, if it's like, yeah, there's a little lying placenta. She says that moms should really try to visualize the placenta moving up the uterine wall because apparently it moves up the wall in two ways. Like, so the uterus is stretching. And so of course the placenta can move up as that uterus stretches and kind of pulls it up. But the placenta itself actually has the ability to move, which is so fascinating to me. It like is. it can just like <laughs> crawl up your uterus. Yeah. So, so moms, yeah. If you go to your 20 week scan or when, wherever you are and you find out that you do have a low lying placenta and Fry says, visualize it crawling on up the side and <laughs> hopefully you'll have great results with that. But I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's great though. I mean, it's not great that you were puking and had a low lying placenta, but, but you, you got through towards the end of your pregnancy and what was that like towards the end? Um, so towards the end, I was, I went in for my 39 week appointment and I was nervous about like, well, how big do you think this baby is? And she's like, oh, well, how big were you? when you were born, I was like eight, almost nine pounds. She's like, well, you'll be fine to have an eight pound baby. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, so after that appointment, they, it is a hospital. So they're always like, well, so we're going to set up your induction for like 41 weeks. And I was like, I really don't want to be induced. Um, so that was on a Wednesday and my due date was on a Friday. So that Friday, um, I actually went into labor the night before my due date. Oh, very cool. <laughs> so my mom and sister were supposed to fly out on their, on my due date and I went into labor. <laughs> <That was> a- <laughs> so 
and of course their flights got delayed so they oh. pretty much missed it oh well at least at least it was not one of those things where it's like they were coming because they were going to watch my older child and yes <laughs> that would have been hard. That's rough stuff. Um, okay, so so you went into labor the night before your due date. What were your first signs of labor? Um, I was actually just lying in bed, and my husband and I were watching a movie. It was like nine o'clock, and I just started feeling a little bit of crampy. And I was like, hmm, okay. I hadn't felt anything before, and so I started timing them, and they were about ten minutes apart. So I just let my husband fall asleep, and I just lied there. And I was like, well, if this is something, I'm going to take a shower. So I got in the shower and they got more intense. And so I just kept laboring until I couldn't take it anymore. And I woke my husband up and was like, hey, I think I'm having contractions. Right. I think I'm in labor. And so he lied there for another about hour or two. Um, and I would squeeze his hand every time one would start. So he would time them from then on. <laughs> And they were about five minutes apart. And he's like, well, when should we go to the hospital? And I'm like, I don't know. I still need to pack my hospital bag. Oh, <laughs> got to get all that ready. So I went and did all that. And then I think by 4 a.m., we decided to go in. And we got there. And when you go to the hospital, you um, because I was in the center and we did all these classes and we got to pre-register and all this stuff. So I assumed when I got there that you would be just able to. Whisked away. Yeah. Here. No, no, not at all. Oh, no. <laughs> they were um, through all of your contractions. You're having to answer all these questions, sign all these papers. And it was just a lot. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, that that's not, that's a great way to get you out of the zone for yes, sure. Yes, because then it kind of fizzled out a little bit and they checked me. And I was about three centimeters and they're like, well, we're pretty full. So you can go walk around for two hours. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I think I made it an hour walking around um, and then went back and uh, they checked me again. And she's like, you're about five centimeters. So we're going to admit you. But yeah, so they checked me again and they said they couldn't move me to the birthing rooms because they were full. They only had two rooms available and that was rooms that they didn't want to use because it had the birth tubs that they weren't using. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So the nurse came in and she was just, she was very pushy. She was older and she's like, well, I'm going to go get you some drugs. And she was, and I was like, but I don't want any drugs. And it was just, very pushy and I couldn't really uh, like say my what I really wanted so um, she did end up coming back and she uh, did give me fentanyl oh gosh yes yes <laughs> isn't and this I mean it's so weird to me that that is a thing that we give mothers yes in isn't that yes <sighs> weird uh, and, um, so she gave me that and it didn't, it, I mean, I guess it took the edge off a little bit, but I could still feel everything. Oh, and also I couldn't move around. They wouldn't let right. me move around in the room. I was stuck in the bed being monitored. How did you feel on, I mean, besides just it taking the edge off, were there any other 
side effects to it or was it like, uh, it's pretty fine? So that was the first dose and she did end up giving me a second dose after that. And that's when it just went straight to my head and oh. it didn't, didn't take any edge off. It just felt like, it just felt like my head was out of control. So I, I couldn't cope through anything. So by that point, the doctor came in and he checked me and he's like, oh, you're about six, seven centimeters. So we need to move you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and they moved me to the room that the buttons weren't working for like emergencies and an alarm kept going off. And oh my word. this pool that I couldn't get into. Yeah, that's and really good for your fentanyl brain. <laughs> this can't be real. Right. Um, so by that point, I just couldn't cope through anything. So they're like, would you like an epidural? And I'm like, well, I've gone this far. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and they made my husband leave and that's when my midwife, who I had been seeing the whole time, who I love, she was great. She came in during when I was getting the epidural and it was just like an instant, um, like I just felt like a failure (laughs) wash over me because I was getting an epidural. I had already gotten drugs and I just felt really bad. Like she wasn't shaming me or anything. She was just being there to support me and stuff. And yeah, I just felt really bad. So I wonder I if that, she was kind of mad at that darn nurse. <laughs> like, like that dang I nurse. No idea. Well, mm. yeah, I don't know because she wasn't, because my midwife was, she was on call. She was working there, but because they were so busy, I didn't get her. She was already mm. attending to other um, mothers. Gotcha. So I ended up getting a different midwife who I only saw for her coming in and catching the baby and stuff. Oh. So luckily when I did go back to the, um, the birthing room, I got a different nurse. So she was way nicer. <laughs> and yeah, so I got the epidural. It didn't work on my left side. They rolled me to my left side and I felt like left me there for hours mm. because I didn't, um, because by the time they came in and checked me, she was like, Oh, you're 10 centimeters and your water is like right here. And I couldn't feel like my whole left side. I couldn't feel the contraction at all. And she's like, I'm just going to pinch your water. And she pinched it and it broke everywhere. And um, she saw that there was merconium in it. Mm. And instantly I started to cry because my mom had a horrible experience with um, her baby inhaling merconium. So... I, um, yeah, I just started to bawl and the nurse is like, it's okay. My husband doesn't know what's going on. He's like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? So she pushes the button that wasn't working, um, to get the oh NICU, gosh. all the other people come rushing in and because I can't feel anything, they just coach me pushing and I have no idea how I'm pushing or what I'm doing. And by the time, um, She's crowning. She has both of her hands by her face. Oh, no. (laughs) She comes out, and uh, I don't even know how many pushes I did or how long I was pushing, but she came out, and she was just this purple little thing, and she wasn't breathing, which I was so happy about. (laughs) Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yes. Hold it. Hold it. (laughs) And um, they instantly took her away, and... They're checking her out and I'm watching them. And um, finally they get her all suctioned out and she's screaming and they're like, she's good. She's good. 
And in relation to meconium, I, it, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is when, so the baby has like, you know, it's building up poop in its intestines during the pregnancy towards the end, it's getting more and more. And normally of course the baby, you know, waits to poop once he or she is out, but sometimes whether it's stress because of labor or just, you know, it just, it's time the baby will poop. And that's, not a big deal typically, like almost always there's not a problem, but if the baby were to inhale the meconium, even that usually isn't too big of a problem, but it could cause an infection. Um, so best, it sounds like maybe your mom's situation, what wasn't great with that? Yes, it was, it wasn't really good. It wasn't gotcha. good at all. So um, yeah, and it's, and that's, that's so hard when you have, you know, something in your mind that like, you know, mm -hmm. you know of a situation it's like, oh gosh, well that situation didn't go well. So now it's happening to me and it's going to be awful. That's, that's really, yes. that's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. It was very scary. So yeah. When they were sectioning her out, like I kind of, my mind kind of just went to another place of like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose my baby? <laughs> She's oh. gone. Like, yeah, just very freaked out. And then yeah. And then I was bleeding a lot. That's why they asked me about the um, blood transfusion and everything, because when her hands came out with her head, she tore me. Like, I think I, it was either a third or a fourth degree tear. So every time they stitched, I just uh, kept bleeding more and more. Oh, my. Um, so they finally, they gave me the shot and luckily the bleeding stopped and everything was okay. But during that time is when my husband, he tells me, you were just looking out the window, like you weren't even there. I was terrified that I was going to lose you. And I kept telling him after I was like, well, I was terrified I was going to lose my baby. So I was trying to disconnect myself from everything right there. Right. Oh gosh. That is th that. Yeah. The despondency. That's, that's really scary. Not what you want for bonding. No, no. Yeah. So how so, did that affect you postpartum? Well, when they gave me her, um, it was just instantly like, oh, you're going to breastfeed. Okay. So they just threw her on my breast and like, I hadn't even gotten to see her. So she was just mm -hmm. there. And everybody talks about like the love at first sight and how you just love your baby. And I didn't feel that. I was just mm -hmm. like, who is this little person? Like, I guess you're mine, but I don't even understand what's going on. Right. Um, yeah. So that was hard. Yeah, that's that's so intense. And I mean, you both have just experienced trauma and then you're being pushed together and, you know, like, oh, here, just be normal. Like, okay, you're a mom. Yeah. What on earth? How do you, how do you even comprehend that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very, very hard. I didn't even realize that I had like so much, um, like so much, uh, processing to do with her birth until really my third birth. And I started looking back on it and was like, wow. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, so, but it seems like that birthing experience is what kind of triggered you to start looking into other options yes. for your second. Yes. Yes. So after that birth, um, I went and watched the business of being born. Mm -hmm. I was like, Check. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then just started looking into all of the side effects of everything and just really got me to be like, if I have another baby, it 
is going to be natural and I want it to be as natural as I can. And then, so you said your oldest is six and then your middle child is four. So this is just two years later. You guys are in Korea at this point, correct? Yes. Yes. And my husband. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. So just tell me about that. Okay. So my husband got orders for Korea and he had been gone for six months. So we decided to go with him for the two years and we got there and a month after getting there, we found out we're pregnant. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, well, now we could have a baby over here. How's this going to work out? That's fascinating. Were you scared at that point of like, not knowing what the system was like there or did you just kind of immediately go into doing research? Yes, I was scared. Um, I did go into doing research and I knew that um, I was either going to have her in a um, Korean hospital or I could drive two hours to the army hospital and uh, have her there, which I didn't know she was a her then, but right. Oh, so what, now with your first birth, how long was that? How long were you actually in labor? I was in labor for about 16 hours, but I think a lot of it was stalled because of the epidural. Right. Absolutely. So So I was progressing really good and then got the epidural slowed down for hours. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know that'll, that'll get you, but okay. So, so what did you decide? So I started going to the Korean hospital, which was only about 30 minutes away. And it was so different than uh, like an American hospital. It was, um, you would go there and you would go change into a gown and then walk back out into the hallway and wait for the ultrasound, which you got an ultrasound at every appointment. There was no discussion about it. You don't see the doctor until after the ultrasound to talk to him. And um, the nurses, uh, I found out that they really aren't allowed to do anything without the doctor's consent or the doctor's knowing the doctor does everything. Mm, Okay. So so when... um, so when I found out I was pregnant, I knew that I was going to start throwing up instantly, which it did happen. <laughs> so that was my first thing was I tried to talk to the doctor about um, what I could do. And he really did not want to prescribe me anything. And I was like, I have a toddler. I have to be kind of functional. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep this one alive. I got to figure it out. <laughs> so um, he did prescribe me like not even enough um, Zolfran to last until my next appointment. So I'd have to like be like, well, if I have to go grocery shopping, then that's the day I'll take it. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. And um, oh. I was still breastfeeding my first when I found out I was pregnant. And so we would just lie on the couch all day and nurse it. <laughs> she would just play. <laughs> I <felt> so- <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough really quickly. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Um, yeah, that second pregnancy is kind of different from the first, right? Yes, you're not able to just fly around or just be able to focus on that. You have to take care of that other one. Yeah, you don't know what you got till it's gone either. Yes. <laughs> I did not appreciate my first pregnancy enough. <laughs> Me either. 
Uh, so, okay. So you start, started at this Korean hospital. Yes. Uh-oh, hang on. <coughs> okay. So you started at this Korean hospital. What, what happened? Did you continue with this care the entire time or did you decide to switch? So around my, um, 20, 20 week mark, um, he started to tell me that the baby was uh, big. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, um, if you're telling me this now, I'm pretty sure you're going to like force me into a C-section by the time this baby comes. Um, so I was like, I think I need to switch. So I did mm. the, I did the whole process of switching to the army hospital and I'm so glad I did. Gosh, I am so sorry. I'm coughing so much. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, okay. So you're glad. So it ended up being yes. a good experience. Yes. So the hospital only had four OBs. So I was able to um, see all of them before I delivered. And oh, this was the army hospital up in Youngsung. So that was, it was more familiar then. <laughs> right. So it was more like what, what we would expect going to a hospital here. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. And so like you had said, you'd watch the business of being born. Mm-hmm. You felt like you were going to do things differently with yes. that knowledge during this pregnancy. Like, did that change anything during the pregnancy? Did it change anything with the way that you, um, kind of navigated your doctor's appointments? Yes. I asked them a lot more questions and was very adamant about what I wanted. And, um, just, I just took charge of like, this is my birth. This isn't just like somebody else. This is mine. And I want it to go the way I want it to go. And I know that birth doesn't always go the way that you want it to go, but I wanted it. I wanted to feel in control. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, birth is, you know, birth is just like life. We can't completely control it, but we can certainly do all that we can, you know, on our end, which gives it such a better, such a better chance of going well. And then also that knowledge of this is ours. Like we're taking ownership of this process. That's huge. Yes. Yes. So, so you get to the end and what was the end of that second pregnancy and, and what was that birth process like? Um, it was, it was rough still. Like I was throwing up the whole time, um, and taking care of the toddler, but, um, getting towards the end, it was just, I could tell that she was going to be a big, big, bigger baby than my first. It was just so much pressure. Like I couldn't walk around for long, just felt like a bowling ball between my legs. (laughs) Honestly, you know what? It, maybe that was a good thing because then she couldn't get her hands all up. Yes. <laughs> near her head. Oh yeah, she was very low the entire time. Mm. So that was that was fun. Um, so when I got to my forty week appointment, you have the option of going up there and staying uh-huh. at the hotel. Okay. So forty weeks, we went up there. Um, we went to my doctor's appointment and luckily my mom was able to fly out a week before I was due. Oh, and good. So she got to come and she got to be there with me um, and listen to me complain all the way. <laughs> like, I want this baby out now. Um, so I went to the 40 week appointment and I had him check me and I had him sweep my membranes, which was the most painful thing ever. Really? 
it was so painful. I was not expecting it to be that painful. You know what? I just, I always wonder about that because I, you hear every end of the spectrum. Like when my midwife, I had my midwife sweep my membranes during my (laughs) first pregnancy and it really, it didn't bother me, but she said that my membranes weren't really adhered to the cervix. So I wonder if that makes the difference or if it's just like, who's who's performing I really, it. I really think it has to do with who's performing it because I was already 80% effaced and I was about three centimeters and it just hurt. He just hurt. Mm. <laughs> Him doing it hurt so bad because I did have it done with my third and she, my midwife was so amazing and it was so gentle and so right. easy and it didn't hurt at all. Uh, okay. That's, so I'm pretty, that's sure it was pretty annoying to hear. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it was just the provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So painful stripping of the membranes. Yes. And then then, did that start things up? No, I left that office, um, like a little bit crampy, but nothing happened. Um, we went back to the hotel and me and my husband walked around the halls and the stairs and trying to get everything to start and it didn't. Um, and then about, so this was the third was my due date and she was born on the fifth. So I guess, I mean, it might have helped things along. Um, but I went through the next day, we went bowling, we done a lot of walking and finally around, I want to say five o'clock, I actually started feeling contractions that were consistent and a little bit more painful. Mm. So we went walking some more throughout the halls, having pretty good contractions. And um, we went back to the hotel room and my daughter, she's two, two and a half at this point, And she wants to nurse and nursing through contractions was way too hard, (laughs) way too hard. I had to, um, I had to leave again. So I went, that's it. We're weaning. (laughs) You are officially weaned. (laughs) I felt so bad in that moment, Um, but I just, I couldn't do it. So I went, I went and took a shower and um, that's the point that I was like, Oh, I can't do this. Like they're getting more intense. Um, And then we decided that we would go to the hospital and this was about 10 o'clock at night. And my mom came with us and she and we brought our daughter to the hospital. And when we went in there, there was nobody there. There was nobody else birthing at the same time. Oh, it was amazing. so quiet and so calm. And I went into the triage room and they're like, okay, we'll change into this gown. And um, they're like, we're going to check you. And I was six centimeters. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And I went to the bathroom after that and had like, um, I guess the bloody show. And I went, they were like, okay, we're going to just walk you down the hall again to this next room. (laughs) And they're trying to put like another gown on my back. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Let it blow in the wind, baby. (laughs) Just let me get to where I need to get. (laughs) There's like no one there. (laughs) Um, And I got in there and the nurse was so amazing. She was like, would you like me to diffuse some lavender? And here's the birth ball and we're going to monitor you, but you can be on the birth ball and move around. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. And another thing that I did was when I first got there, I handed them my handwritten birth plan. (laughs) I was like, please, somebody read this. Just like... (laughs) 
take care of me. (laughs) Please be nice. Please be nice. And she did. She was so great. And so I got to labor and about, I want to say she was born at 12, like 1224 in the morning. And so we got there at 10. Oh yeah. So you weren't there very long. No, I wasn't there very long. And, um, so I was laboring, they were monitoring in between and I didn't have to be in the bed at all. And I was swaying with my husband and he was so great throughout this birth. He was very there for me and just everything I needed this time. (laughs) And, um, I looked up and my mom had taken my daughter to, I guess it would be the recovery room. And they put us in like a really big room with two beds in it. So my mom took my daughter down there and was able to get her to sleep. And oh, wow. so this, yeah, it was, it was really nice. <laughs> and um, at this point I was complaining to my husband and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I just can't do this. And he's looking at me and he's like, you can do this because if you get the epidural, you are going to be so disappointed with yourself. And I'm like, I hate that you're so right right now. (laughs) So infuriating. (laughs) And then I look up and I see my mom standing there staring at me. So I'm explaining to her and I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. She's like, you're almost done. You're almost done. She's like, why don't you lie down for a second and see if that helps? And I lied down and I had two contractions while laying there. And I was like, I slept in between those two contractions that were only a minute apart. It was the best, the best like minute nap I had. Best cat nap. (laughs) And the doctor came in and he's like, yeah, you're 10 centimeters and you can push whenever you feel like you need to push. Oh, and, good. I'm so glad you just said that. I was like, please, yes. please don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> don't nope. say he just said push. No, nope, no. Nope. He was like, when you're, when you feel like you need to push, push. And the nurse, there was another nurse that came in and she was the one that made me lie on my back. I was lying on my side and I was really comfortable in that position and I wanted to stay there. She was making me roll onto my back. And mm-hmm. That was a little annoying. Mm -hmm. And so then when I felt like I needed to push, I pushed and I started to get a Charlie horse in my right leg. No. No. And I was screaming. I was like, who the F gets a Charlie horse while they're pushing a baby out? Just so mad. I think a decent percentage of people, unfortunately. (laughs) I think so too. Because I mean, I've seen I it happen. Yeah, I hadn't been drinking any water, hadn't been doing anything mm. throughout this mm-hmm. whole time. So yes, pretty sure. <laughs> and um, so her head, so as her head's coming out, the doctor's like, oh, this is a big baby. This is a really oh, big baby. My word. Okay, thank like, you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's I'm go ahead and get the shoulders push. out before we talk about it. Yes. So I push her head out and um, the nurse the, this not nice one. Um, she starts freaking out because her heart rate starts to go down. And the doctor looks at the monitor very calmly, looks back at me and tells me, you are fine. Everything is fine. She is fine. And the next contraction just push. And so I did. And he said for, um, the nurse to push on my pelvis because her shoulder Uh got stuck. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so she came out. She it was that was all she needed was that little push, and then she came out, and they took her away instantly to the little <laughs> the little bed. And um, the doctor is like, "You didn't tear at all. Everything is good. My bleeding was okay." And so my husband's over there with our daughter, and um, he's like, "So can we get the baby back to the mom?" Oh, what's good. going on because everybody's just standing around and so finally he's able to bring her back over to me and it was just it was that instant love feeling that everybody talks about oh yay yeah so I was like oh my gosh this is so different and it was just it was just so wonderful just being able to hold her and just cuddle her with her and it was just great Oh, I'm so glad. And that's even, I mean, still like, you know, it's frustrating that they, that that nurse, that darn nurse put you on your back. I'm really like really impressed that there was no tearing, especially if she had a sticky shoulder and you're Mm -hmm. on your back, Mm -hmm. that's pretty. And you've already had, you know, you already had stitches in that area. Like Mm -hmm. go best. Nice job. Thank you. We're working against some stuff and it's still, see, like, woman's body. Pretty amazing. I know. And my first was only seven pounds, five ounces. And my second was eight pounds, 10 ounces. Oh, nice. Eight, 10. And I, <laughs> yes. And I didn't tear at all. And I was very, very happy. Oh, that's wonderful. And I felt, I felt amazing after that birth. I could just walk around and I just felt like I hadn't get, given birth at all. Mm-hmm. After my first, it was like completely different. I couldn't walk. I had to have my husband help me to the bathroom, in the bathroom, just everything. Right. Yeah. That, so, I mean, the, the, the tearing, like especially yes. such an intense tear, you know, if it's just a tiny little skid mark, you know, that might not necessarily be t- too uncomfortable, but, but the, what it sounds like what you endured with that first one was, was really rough. And I'm sure that that on top of the medication that you didn't want in the first place, you know, kind of like coping with all of those things that Mm -hmm. does not make for a great recovery. So comparing this second one to that one, I bet you were like, this is cloud nine. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes. 100%. (laughs) Wow. Well, I'd love to hear your most recent birth. I know you've got a six month old, so close to my baby's age. Um, Once you experienced this birth unmedicated, what was your next step? What did you decide to do with baby number three? (laughs) Well, after baby number two, me and my husband decided that we didn't want to have any more kids. Right. Yes. As, as we do. (laughs) We were very adamant about that. And then, um, one day, like, I just felt like, I don't know how to explain it. I just felt like there was another little baby just telling me that he wanted to be here. Um, so I texted my husband and I was like, Hey, we need to talk tonight. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, why don't you, you want to get? Yeah, I'm like, why don't you grab some beer and you come home and we can talk about this? <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, what is she gonna tell me? <laughs> I love that. Why don't you grab some beer? <laughs> and so he comes home and um, I'm like, I want to have another baby. <laughs> He's like, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Well, okay, good. Then it wasn't that big of a surprise. And literally um, that night we got pregnant. Oh, wow. So you waited until you were ovulating. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really cool story. Yes. (laughs) So the beer went well. (laughs) 
that was a good choice for you. It was. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So what was this pregnancy like? Um, so I knew I was pregnant because I was picking up my six-year-old from kindergarten. And as soon as I pulled in the parking lot, I got nauseous and I was like, mm. oh, <laughs> here we go. I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. So, um, the next day was uh, Halloween. So I went and got a pregnancy test and I took it and it was positive. And it was even like a week before, um, I was supposed to get my period. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it was very positive. <laughs> so I actually told my six-year-old first, I was like, you're going to be oh. a big sister again. And she's like, yay. So excited. That's she's really like, I cute. hope it's a boy. I want a little brother. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I actually got to, since I found out so early, I got to enjoy a little bit of time before I started throwing up again, which oh, that's was good about eight weeks it started instead of six weeks with the other two. Ah, so two weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two weeks of decency and pregnancy. <laughs> yes. And oh. um, this time we were back at Fort Hood. And so I started to go to the same hospital that I had my daughter at. Um, and uh, they were very, um, they were way more worried about um my vomiting this time. Mm. They actually took it seriously and they were like, let's have a plan and let's do this. And they tried, um, Unisum and B6. I tried that. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> I tried Reglan. I think it's Reglan. Reglan. Your, your guess is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. And, uh -huh. um, Zolfran, that didn't help at all. Oh, and no. so nothing helped. <laughs> so by 13 weeks, I was like, I give up. I'm just done, done taking anything. It's not working. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to suffer. And that was the point that my husband was gone for a whole month and I had to take, oh. take care of the two kids. And I'm like, I don't know. How, looking back, I'm like, I don't know how we survived that to that month of him being I gone. I can't imagine. I really cannot imagine. It was, it was hard because my daughter, um, her school is about 30 minutes drive from our house and that's one way. And then I had to drop oh. her off and drive back home and then go pick her up and drive back home. So there was a lot of stopping and oh, gosh. a lot of stopping and throwing up in the car. <laughs> Did you, do you happen to have family in your area or is, or is your no. family not? No, yet? all of my family's in Arizona. <laughs> oh yeah. That's not. That's not great. No. Yeah. <laughs> Times on the farm. But uh, luckily around 16 weeks, it finally stopped. Oh, good. Like, oh, thank gosh. And um, I remember my mom telling me that all of her pregnancies with girls, they were uh, way worse. She was sick the whole time. But with boys, mm -hmm. they stopped around the second trimester. Wow. Well, so thank like, goodness you yeah, took so after mom there. <laughs> for this one. Um, mm -hmm. But backtracking around 13 weeks is when um, I decided that I wanted to start looking into other options for care. Um, every time I went to the hospital, I just got like an anxious feeling. And I was like, I know that I'm not going to get the midwife that I want to deliver with. I know that it's not going to be what I want. And so I started looking into midwives and birth centers around here. And that's when I found my birth center. Okay. And so 
How did you, so you, you just were looking online. Did you know anybody that had used them or Um, just Google search? It was pretty much Google search, but my friend, Mm -hmm. she did have a um, birth center birth, but that was a little bit further than I wanted to go. Gotcha. Um, But one of, so I think she said that she knew somebody and that's how I kind of researched it and found um, the birth center that I chose. So I went and I like interviewed with them and from the beginning I was like, so what do you do about, um, breach babies? Because I don't know why, but I was fixated on, I'm pretty sure this baby's going to be breach. Mm. (laughs) So I was very fixated on that. And they were like, well, we do do it. And if you feel comfortable, we can bring in a specialist who does, um, deliver a lot of breach babies and everything. So I was like, okay, well, this sounds really good. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're done. Let's pay. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's all the questions I had. (laughs) <laughs> That's really funny. It's so interesting where our minds go with things yes. like that. You know, like you just fixate on this, like, well, I'm pretty sure my baby's gonna have this thing or do this thing. That's yes. really interesting. Yes. So, so you chose this birth center. What, how did it compare to your previous, um, you know, pregnancy experiences or prenatal experiences? It was wonderful. You just, you get to, know the person that you're having this such like amazing connection with, you know, it's Mm -hmm. such a vulnerable time. So like being able to talk to these women and um, just connect with them on so many different levels is just so great. All of the appointments were an hour long. And I mean, I would go in there and I didn't have any questions really. It was my third baby. I felt like I knew enough. If I did have questions, I would talk to them about it, but it was just wonderful. It was just like going to see your friends really for an hour. Oh, that's the best. Well, so as you approached your uh, birthing time this time, what was that like? Yes. um, So this time I um, started going see a chiropractor around 20 weeks and that helped so much, um, with that, uh, that pain from your pelvis, like splitting apart, (laughs) like that hurts so bad. So going to see the chiropractor was just amazing. I remember his wife was due, um, at a time. And so he wasn't going to be there for a couple of weeks. And I was like, no, you can't do this to me. <laughs> no, it's going to be in so much pain, but I made it through it. And this pregnancy was so enjoyable. Like I actually liked being pregnant and I enjoyed like feeling him move instead of being nauseous when the baby would move. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That sounds like intense. Your previous pregnancies sound like they were really, really intense. They were, they were no fun. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad that this one was, was such an improvement. Yes, That's amazing. It was, it was great. I just felt so connected with the baby this time. Oh, just felt so like he was supposed to be there. And I felt like I was, I felt, I just felt really good about this time. <laughs> That's wonderful. What great, you know, what great emotions to be experiencing As you are, you know, as you're building your baby and then, um, and then as he's getting ready and did you guys know that it was a boy? Yes. Around, um, 16 weeks, we found out that he was a boy, which made sense because that's when I stopped (laughs) throwing up. Right. Right. (laughs) Didn't even have to take a test. I just knew. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's that's awesome. So, and with your um, with your midwifery practice with the birth center, did did they have like how many midwives did they have? Yes. So I started when I started going there. They had um, a CPM, and um, uh, maybe towards my third trimester, I got an email saying that she was going to step aside for a while, like she was having a hard time. Um, so it was another CPM. Brittany was there. And then I had Ashley, who was a student midwife, who was my main midwife. So she wasn't going anywhere. It was the, I had seen her the whole time. Gotcha. So when I did get that email from my midwife saying that I had a little breakdown, but then I went to my appointment and I felt a little bit better <laughs> about everything. And then I also had another student midwife there too. And, um, they were all really great. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. And yeah. so was this close to where, you, like, was this close to your house or did you have it's, a decent drive? It was about 25, 30 minutes from us, which wasn't, yeah. it's pretty much right next to where my daughter goes to school. So it wasn't that big of difference. Nice. I have to well, drive good. it anyways. Yeah, exactly. You have to drive <laughs> twice a day anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what, um, what was it like when you went into labor with number three? Um, so I want to talk really quickly about, uh, my husband in this whole process, yeah, <laughs> taking please. the birth center. Um, he fears birth so much. Mm. He does. He fears it so much. He was very supportive of like, I am doing this. This is what I want. Like he was very supportive of it. I would have loved a home birth, but he, I compromised and was like, okay, if you feel comfortable, a little more comfortable with the birth center, then we'll do it there. Um, mm -hmm. So I was compromising with him on that. And he was, yeah, he just, he did come to one of my appointments because he's pretty busy with work, but he asked all of his questions for the midwives of like, oh, if anything goes wrong, what do you do? And, you know, they're, they answer everything perfectly and they explain everything so wonderfully. So that was really good. And I think it made him a little, like maybe a tiny bit more comfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he still wasn't extremely Super. comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think that that was, do you think that that stress or fear came from your first birthing first experience or do you yes. think it was, that is what it was from? I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, it just all scares him really. So I think that had a lot to do with it. He just doesn't want anything to happen to me or the baby or anything. So. Right. I think that yeah, had a I lot mean, to do with it. Life. It, yeah. definitely, it definitely makes sense. You know, I, I feel like, I don't know, I really respect the husband's perspective of, you know, it, if you, if you don't understand what's going on, like it, it can be terrifying because, mm -hmm. you know, the, your wife and your children, like that's what you're yes. living here for, you know? So, um, and as that, with that protector mentality, that, that can mm -hmm. be really quite a struggle. So yeah. I appreciate that you brought that up. What happened during the birth? And then I'm excited to hear about like how he felt afterwards as well. Yes. Um, so my, so I got to 40 weeks and that came and went and, um, about 40 weeks and four or five days, I went for my appointment and my midwives were like, well, they like, they didn't want to scare. Oh, they didn't want to scare me. Um, but they're like, you know, at 42 weeks, you kind of 
age out almost of <laughs> age care. <laughs> like, I like how you put that. <laughs> we can't take you after that. I was like, oh, well, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Um, but uh, so I had her check me and I had her strip my membranes. And um, it was so much better. It didn't right. all. It was so nice. And it was just, it was very, very, very gentle compared to the other time because I was really scared Good. about it. But I was like, well, I have already tried like all the stuff besides castor oil and um, anything too intense like that. So I was like, well, we can do this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not going to be a big deal. Um, so going back again, sorry, to 36 sure. weeks, I started having pedermal labor. Ugh. It was every day for weeks and weeks. <laughs> it no. was every day. They were consistent. They were timeable. Some of them were more intense than others. Um, and so it was just a very big letdown <laughs> every yeah. morning. <laughs> oh, that's super um, obnoxious. Just every day going through, yes. So so when I actually went into labor, um, so I had her strip my membranes and then we went, my mom and I went, uh, and we took our, my two daughters, uh, shopping at Target and I was actually having to stop pushing the cart and like move around during these ones. And I was like, well, I don't really think it's anything because this is how it's been for weeks. I don't, I don't believe it. Well, just a, just a heads up to everyone listening. <laughs> Target is the way to go into labor. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it, but with the first midwife that I worked with, we had a streak of births that every time oh my, my midwife or me or the other apprentice would go to a Target, all of a sudden it was like, you better run to the house. Like, so my friend, Sarah, who was kind of working as, you know, kind of a primary with my midwife this time, she went to Target when I started feeling like I was in labor to be sure (laughs) that I was going to have the baby. She's like, we're going to make sure you have this baby. I'm going to Target. And it worked. So funny. She comes straight from Target to my house. So anyone who's like, all right, I need to have my baby, just go to Target. It's fine. Just go to Target. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's so so funny. funny. (laughs) So you're walking around Target, you're having contractions. Yes. Um, and then we went home and then we decide that we don't, either of us, my mom or me want to cook. So we went and we, um, we drove and picked something up. We went to, cause it was Tuesday. So it was taco Tuesday. So we went to another uh, like Mexican food restaurant and grabbed some tacos. Very and nice. I, um, told my mom, I'm like, I don't think I can drive though. You're going to have to drive. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still all in denial. I'm like, this is nothing. It's going to go away. <laughs> and so we get home and it's about four or five o'clock and I get ready to text my husband. And I'm like, I think you need to come home. And as soon as I send that, um, he walks through the door. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so he puts both of my girls down for bed and I'm just sitting on the birth ball um, still in denial that it's anything. Timing them now, kind of, kind of. I'm just keeping an eye on them, and they're pretty like at ten minutes apart. And so by eight o'clock, they got to about five to six minutes apart, 
And I went and tried to lie down for a bit. And my mom was like, you should probably call your midwife. And I was like, I don't want to. No, I don't want to yet. Uh So I lied down for a little bit and they kind of slowed down. So I got right back up and was like, nope. Okay, actually. (laughs) We are not slowing these down. (laughs) So I, um, I went to the bathroom and then that's when they got really intense and they started coming every minute or no, they started coming uh, every five minutes and they were getting like to that, uh, four, one, one rule thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I called my midwife and I was like, so I'm having contractions. They're about, you know, four minutes apart. They've been a minute long for an hour now. Um, and she's like, okay, well, do you want to come in and we check you or anything? And I'm like, no, um, I'm going to wait an hour. <laughs> she's like, okay, well, just call me back if anything changes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I just went back into like my dark room and just waited an hour of them pretty intense. Um, Cause I kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm still, I'm still able to focus through them and talk through them. So I don't think this is that bad. I, love it. I don't think this is it yet. Oh, the, the pregnant or the laboring brain is yes. a fascinating thing. Um, I can, I can talk through it. It's fine. I'm still, I'm still, it's fine. <laughs> so I called her back an hour later and it was nine o'clock and I told her, I'm like, okay, I think we're going to come in. And she's like, okay, well, I'll meet you there. And I'm like, okay, well, it'll still take us a while. It'll take us about 30 minutes to get there. She's like, okay. So I get my husband and tell my mom goodbye. And I'm like, we're probably going to have a baby. Yay. <laughs> so then I leave. She was, luckily, she, oh, she was luckily able to come and stay with me, um, stay with us. So she was here to watch my um, two girls. And so we left. And on her way to, on our way to the birth center, it's about nine o'clock at night. It was a huge full moon. It was a really, really pretty full moon in July. And um, we we see a deer. And oh, no, then no, my, husband, no. my husband leans over to like give me his hand for contraction. And he hits, he hit an armadillo. Oh, no because he turned his head away for just a split second and it was already too late. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? (laughs) My eyes are closed. And he's like, I think we just hit an armadillo. (laughs) Oh, the circle of life. (laughs) I'm like, how is the car? And then we get to the, (laughs) because I guess when you um, hit one of them, they kind of pop up and they can like dent the cars. Oh no. So hard. So we get to the birth center and he parks and I'm like, well, can you just check the car? I'm just going to meet you in there like waddling in there. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I get in there and Ashley's there and um, that's when they kind of like, it kind of slows down a little bit because it Mm -hmm. changes scenery, just everything. And so she checks me and she's like, from earlier in the day, she checked me and I was three and like 60% effaced. And so she checked me and I was about four. And she's like, I don't want you to be discouraged or anything. You could go from four to 10. It's so fast. And I'm like, I know that's fine. And she's like, either you could go home or you could stay here. 
um, whatever you want. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting back in the car. So I'm going to stay here and try to like get comfortable in this setting. And um, so that's what we did. And I texted my birth photographer and had her come. And I think she got there about 10. So we got there at 930 and it was about 10. She got there and they were still pretty manageable. Um, I was just doing whatever felt comfortable, just sitting on the birth ball, kneeling, swaying with my husband, just whatever was comfortable. And I just felt really good. And then um, I want to say about 11, around maybe maybe 11 o'clock, they checked me again. And she said that I was about six centimeters. And um, I asked her when I could get in the birth tub. <laughs> She's like, we'll fill that. We'll start filling that up right now. And I don't need to check you again. You can just get in. And I was like, okay. So I went to the bathroom and that's when they um, like admitted me into their care mm -hmm. and they started like charting everything. Um, and so when I went to the bathroom and I came back into the room and that's when I got to the, the wall, <laughs> like mm. just um, standing there with my husband and just really being vocal about getting through the contractions and they were just coming back to back and it just felt like there was no break and I was like, I can't do this. And my husband's like, yes, you can. And then I was like, okay, I can do this. I can't do this. I can. And then they told me that I could get in the tub and instantly when I got in that tub and like my um, stomach hit the water. It was just everything gone. It just felt so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there for a little bit and it just felt so wonderful for like, it was the break that I needed. And um, then they started coming back <laughs> more intense. <laughs> they kept coming. And um, my husband asked uh, Ashley, our midwife, he's like, so when do we like break the water or anything? And she's like, I'm in between a contraction and I'm like, they don't have to. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and Ashley starts chuckling and she's like, yep, we don't have to do that at all. And I'm like, okay. And so I just keep laboring. And then um, Deandra, the other student midwife, she um, is taking heart tones and um, she goes away and talks. And then she, looking back at the notes after this, <laughs> When I was in this state, I was not focused on anybody else besides just trying to get through everything in, in total other land mm -hmm. than what was going on. So she comes back and she takes the heart tones again. And I guess at this point, she told me that um, I needed to get out of the tub. Mm -hmm. And at that same moment was the time that I was like, um, I feel like I need to push. So <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> Ashley came back in and she... It's like, okay, well, do you want me to check you to make sure there's no cervical lip and everything's good? And I was like, okay. So I, I was on my hands and knees and I rolled to my back and she checked me and she's like, okay, you're 10 centimeters. Um, everything's good. So whenever you need to, you can push. And so I started to push and um, I remember looking down and seeing just my bag of water bulging out of me. <laughs> that is weirdest, crazy. The weirdest sight is like a water balloon just hanging out, just hanging out with you. <laughs> um, 
And that's, I guess, Ashley was monitoring the heart tones at the same time. And she's like, okay, I'm going to give you two more contractions and you need to get out of the tub. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I had the two contractions of pushing and I'm like, so I need to get out of the tub. And she's like, yes, you need to get out. So I'm like, okay. So I went to stand up and that's Mm. when I felt his head just drop. It was the weirdest feeling of just it dropping down and I just dropped back down and was like, nope, he's coming out. (laughs) I just dropped back down to my knees and I pushed again and his head came out and um, I felt like a gush. So I thought my water broke at that time, but, and then I pushed, um, I pushed again and he didn't go anywhere. And Ashley said uh, to the other midwife, Brittany, um, can you help her put her leg up? And I heard that and I instantly swung my leg up because I was like, oh crap, his shoulder's stuck. <laughs> oh gosh. So I, just I know what to do though. <laughs> yes. And um, I pushed him out and he came out and he was in call. He was in his bag of water. Wow. And um, so Ashley just broke it and he had his um, cord wrapped around his neck and she just like, unwrapped that and then passed him through my legs. And she's like, grab your baby, Bess, grab your baby. And I was still like, I don't know what just happened. And I look down Mm -hmm. and I see him. Sorry. (laughs) I looked down and I saw him and I grabbed him and I brought him up to my chest. And I was just like, I love you so much. We did it. Oh man, so much oxytocin. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. (laughs) You know, that's, that's the experience we're going for. Yes. It was just, it was like after having the two babies and then just being whisked away instantly, it was just, I finally got him. He was just, it was, I got my baby. (laughs) That's amazing, Bess. That's, it's so incredible. And I, Gosh, with your last story, I just love how you just kind of were so intuitive and you knew what was going on. And there are so many points where it could have been like, uh, like, you know, getting to the, to the birth center and it's like, oh, like you're, you're only four centimeters and you're like, that's okay. That's fine. I know. Like, it's okay. And the water, like every single thing, you just were so confident and in tune, it seems like with your baby. And then for him to be born and for you to be able to just pull him right up on your chest. What a magical birth. It was, it was so wonderful. It was so great. So after that incredible experience, what did your husband have any new opinions or was he still, (laughs) is he still kind of like in the same place? So after, um, after he was born and I brought him to my chest and I laid back, um, he was like, he was crying a little bit, you know, um, but, uh, my husband <laughs> looking at pictures that he looks pretty concerned, <laughs> um, because he wasn't screaming or anything. He was just so calm and he was just lying there on me and I knew he was perfectly fine. I'm like, he's so fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. And, um, the midwives are checking him and trying to get him stimulated. Um, and, uh, they tipped him upside down to, uh, <laughs> get him cleared out a little bit. And my husband still is just freaking out. Like what is going on? (laughs) And uh, so they did that and he was perfectly fine. He's just screaming away and 
Mm-hmm. He was, well, not like screaming away, crying a little bit and just, just there. And so, yeah. so fine. And the water um, birth babies are definitely, yes. you know, that's a different experience. It, it yes. does kind of take them a second to be like, oh, am I in a different place? Huh? Yeah. What do I do? And what was great was my birth photographer later, she told me that my midwife took her aside and told her like, so this is what happens when we have a water birth. Like, don't be afraid if the baby doesn't start crying right away or anything happened. So that was, that was really nice of her. That's cool. Nobody was freaked out. Yeah. Um, Yes. And then I got out of the tub and, um, what happened was, um, I was bleeding a little bit more after I delivered the placenta. Um, they had me hand my son to my husband and they got to do skin to skin, which was really sweet. Yeah. And, um, so they got to do that and they had me go to the bathroom and, um, I finally was able to pee. And that's when I passed a blood clot and that's when the bleeding was finally, it stopped. And I was, they were like, okay, good. Um, they had given me, I had talked to them before about giving me a shot of Pitocin, like as soon as he came out, just so that I wouldn't, because I was worried about bleeding more. Um, so I had them do that. And then, um, yeah. So after the blood clot, everything was fine and I didn't tear at all. Oh, and, good. um, yeah, we just got to nurse and sit there for a minute. And so he was born at one fifty-five AM and we got to leave by like four twenty. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's that is great. so different from your other experiences. I assume like how yes. awesome. To get to just go home. Just to get to go home and lie in your own bed and just cuddle your little baby. It was so wonderful. Oh, I am so glad. Gosh, Bess, it sounds like, you know, this this last birth that you had was so redemptive on so many different levels. Yes. I just I'm so happy for you. I'm it's just so incredible to hear all the emotion behind it and and how much that meant to you. And I know how much it meant to your son as well. And the journey that you've gone on is just really just wonderful to hear. Thank you. Yes. It was, it was really good. I'm glad that I had such a great experience and yeah, got to, got to it, you know? Yep. Finally. You finally got your baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, Bess, it was such a joy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. What a redemptive story. Bess was able to improve her birthing experiences each time, ending with a beautiful water birth at a birth center that allowed for physiological birth to take place. As we head into the episode roundup, I want to focus on just that, the importance of staying out of the way. The ability to bond with your baby is critical. It sets the two of you up for success in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. When babies are unnecessarily removed from their mothers, as so often happens in the hospital setting, a new hurdle is added to the mother-baby team. I love how Bess's joy over her third birth was so palpable. It's the true proof that the ability to give birth on your own terms without unnecessary intervention and of course, to actually hold your baby immediately after, allows oxytocin to do its magical work. What a joy to hear so much love in a mother's voice. 
Okay, everyone, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you back here next week.